Well, welcome to Our Stories, a podcast of Lutheran Community Services Northwest. I'm Elliot Stockstead, Chief Development Officer, and with me today is Dennis McGoy, who has been a leader with our agency for years before he retired. Welcome, Denny. Thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, thanks for taking some time to share a bit of your story. We, as we've been talking about, we are in our centennial year, celebrating 100 years of service and health, justice, and hope. And as part of that, we are doing this, these legacy stories, these, this, this oral history project. And so I'm really glad to be talking with you. And I'm going to actually let you introduce yourself a little bit in terms of your involvement. So if you could first tell us a bit about why and how you came to work for LCS and what your role was while you were here. Okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's my, my story. So I'm happy to share it with others. Uh, I didn't in, ever intend or even have the vision at all to be working for a Lutheran organization. Uh, I went to uh, Washington State University. I was a West Side boy, but I came over to, to go to school at WSU. Ended up after a few majors, ending up uh, getting a degree in psychology and sociology, a bachelor's degree, and then discovered much to my surprise that uh, it was hard to get a job with a bachelor's degree in psychology. Hmm. But as fate would have it, my parents who lived at the time on Bainbridge Island lived next door to the, their house was next door to the Lutheran parsonage. And uh, they were good friends, of course, with the Lutheran pastor. And when the pastor learned of my looking for work in my field, heard of a job opening in Nome, Alaska, <laughs> of all hmm. places. To make a long story short, I went back to Minneapolis, which is where the headquarters for the National Church was then, and uh, I got hired to go to Nome to be a social worker. Now, to yes. show you my naivety, and maybe sometimes ignorance is is good thing, uh, I just planned on driving to Nome. Uh, <laughs> took me quite a quite a few maps to realize there were no there were no roads from Seattle to Nome. Wow. So I sold the car and, and flew with my wife to Nome, where I started what turned out to be my long, very long career over well over thirty years with the church. Mm. Uh, I often wondered was was Nome uh, was I divinely directed or was I just expedient in taking a job? I don't know, but it was a wonderful experience, an eye-opener for working with uh, another culture where I was the minority in a, in a church setting. I really, really learned a lot. I had to fast. Hmm. So after that, I decided that, no, I wasn't going to pursue it advanced degree in psychology, I understood uh, a calling in my own heart that uh, the the ground forces, the front end of the church was probably in social work for me. So I went to the University of Utah, got a master's degree in social work, and um, worked a little bit of, of my career in uh, state social services looking for work, and then uh, ended up uh, working for uh, Lutheran Social Services of Minnesota, the heartland of Lutherans, as it's often referred to. Right, yeah. Yeah. And um, after that, I uh, did 
I took the job here in Spokane. And that was created because of a chain of chain reaction. Bill Hershey, the CEO of Lutheran Social Services of Washington and Idaho at the time, called, uh, basically went into retirement. And Roberta Nestis, who was the what we called area directors at that time here in the Spokane office, took the CEO job, and then I replaced Roberta. And that turned out to be the best decision of my life. Mm. And that's how I got to be a area director for Lutheran Community Services Northwest. And you, you served in that role in Spokane for, was it 25 years? Something like that, 25, yeah. 27 years. Yeah, I, yeah so incredible. long. Uh, it, it, when you talk about it, it seems like a long time. To me, it was <laughs> fairly short, but a wonderful opportunity for me. Well, and when you think about this health and human services work that we do, and the healing process, uh, I know that it's a city itself, like Spokane, is made up of thousands of stories and through those years. And so it's hard probably to think of just a couple. But when you think about your time in your leadership role, whether it's the staff or with clients or the community, are there words that come to mind? Are there experiences or memories that you'd like to share a little bit about? Well, I have one, one word in a... In a... Uh, kind of an overall administrative experience, uh, and then I have a short little all all we're all in this together story. But um, mm. the the, start, the thing I've learned in my long career in social work and being on the front line for the church, and it's <clears throat> it's it's a word that fits well in in the church structure, and that's uh, resilience. That. Mm. so important with the work we do the, and what we try to give clients and what we try to give to ourselves and our co colleagues, that ability to face adversity and survive, yes, but maybe even thrive, that ability to pick yourself up or pick your neighbor's self up or reach out your hand and be pulled up. It's that resilience, that ability to survive hardship is massively critical to the work we do. And, and again, our, our church body has uh, many hundreds of years of great resilience, of facing great adversity and surviving. And I discovered it in working in Spokane, we would face a lot of adversity. And the staff's resilience, the, the, the funders' ability to work with us, our donors are, came, come to our call of help, that, that community resilience uh, made a big difference in uh, how successful we were in Spokane, and I would bet across the entire agency. Um, one of the management things that I, I learned, and it's, I don't know, maybe it's not even good management, but I discovered that I, I don't think I really hired people. I, I remember telling the board of directors this once. I don't really hire people. People come to the agency because of a calling they feel in their heart to work for us. And it's just a matter of fit. Is your calling a good fit with the mission of the agency? And so often it was shaking hands and saying, we're going to do this together. And uh, one of my staff referred to me as a, I, my style of leadership was a sheepdog. I take all of these people who are just 
in their hearts are are dying to make a difference in their community, in their life, in their world, in their calling. And the agency takes them under their wings. But alone, they're just running around in different directions and not accomplishing anything. So me, the sheepdog, kind of comes around and, and herds them in one direction so that collectively we can use all that beautiful energy and commitment to the human race and impact, have such a huge impact on, on us, on our community together, not individually. Mm-hmm. So I often say, no, I never hire people. People just come to the agency. That's good. I love that sheepdog image and <laughs> <laughs> the and resilience definitely and community in doing the work together. You've, you've talked about, I've heard you speak about the DNA of the church and of LCS. I mean, you, you've made that connection. Is there a particular word? I know there's, there's several that you talk about within that DNA that you might want to share about and why would it be important to our heritage and maybe even the future? Yeah. I love using the, the DNA background because it's kind of the the wherewithal that the agency has to move in a, in a certain direction it's the calling of the, the agency body to collectively move somewhere and I, I came up with a number of words and the words I, I would share with you today and and those listening is this, it's a great word it's a, a great word we're all familiar with but but the definition has changed back and forth over the years and that's hospitality uh, when I looked it up in the dictionary hospitality believe it or not nowadays at least the common is refers to the hotel industry as being the hospitality industry but mm. the word is much richer than that it go it goes back hundreds of years in, into our our core of who we are and that dna and it's really that ability to provide safety hope security friendship comfort acceptance to those who uh are are with us however they are and i th- i think of the hospitality as the inn in the middle of the desert of life you know we all recognize that life is not easy it's not it's not comfortable and and the degree of uh uneasiness and discomfort varies a lot and we think of our clients clearly they're in a desert of storm so much with floods and droughts and and wind bandit bandits uh, wild beasts and here in the distance they see this little inn in the middle of nowhere maybe it's the oasis if that's the image that comes to your mind and they're drawn to it and thank goodness they found this inn in the, in the midst of all this turmoil and we offer hospitality the very second they walk through the door of accepting them, of saying, you're safe now. We're going to make you comfortable. And, uh, and we understand you are wounded and we're going to help you heal. And it's just a, it's just a great way to say that we're here for you. But the thing I've yeah. learned about that over the years is that it's easy to talk about clients, and that's the, the front of, of the agency. But I came to understand it's way broader than that. Uh, it's literally any person or people that come to our agency 
seeking something. And uh, it could be the uh, another agency social worker. It could be the uh, governor's wife. But it certainly includes all our staff that we have to have hospitality for each other. It is such a rich way. And, and in that, of course, is that core of acceptance of, uh, of um, really love for each other. And that, re- mm-hmm. that kind of that reminder that we're all just walking each other home. That, that hospitality is just, uh, it's, it's rich. And it's something we uh, in the agency have that opportunity to grow because you go so many places, you don't feel hospitality. It's more of a business. This is a welcoming, it's a welcoming home, really. Hmm. Yeah, I love that description. I, I remember the first time I heard the definition of hospitality is love for a stranger. And remember just thinking, wow, that is so much richer. You're right. Than how we usually think of it and so much more important, especially now when we seem so divided uh, in so many cultures around the world. And you're describing a staff culture that is, is open, you know, is welcoming uh, is um, for everyone. And I love also how you made the connection too of it's not just about serving of clients, but it's, there's something in this for everyone in a community, every, what it means to be human in this DNA of being human, yes. of uh, needing to not just give hospitality, but experience it, receive it, oh, which I think sometimes in my experience is harder for caregivers. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh. Sometimes I think, oh, yes. you know, the caregivers are the worst oh, at gosh. actually receiving. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I remember management team in Spokane, we would, we were really clear on that, that hey, we're here as equals together in this because we are, we're fighting a tough battle. It, there's a lot of pain in the world and we, we have yeah. to support each other and we, we will be wounded from time to time and we need each other to help recover from our wounds. Hmm. That's great. Well, it's, it's kind of impossible to, to cover, you know, uh, quarter of a century in your case in a, in a whole centennial of work i know we're we're building on decades which i actually love about the the honor of celebrating 100 years uh anything else that comes to mind about your experience that would be helpful for people that are listening now just to know uh or even as we look forward uh to the next hopefully 100 years as a organization what, what would be some reflections you might have well i'm uh I'm remi- reminded, you know, if you, you go back to the early Christian times, uh, Christianity was a very radical way of seeing the world. And mm-hmm. I think today what the agency has, the opportunity to offer the world can be seen as radical. Even, even hospitality in some environments might seem very radical. And I think yeah. that's a good thing. I think we should take pride in that. Not, not as a scare tactic to the world, but as, a, as an alternative, a better alternative for the way we can heal the world. And as far as, as where we go, I think, uh, I think the agency is in a, a great place to provide more and more service because of who we are, because of our history, because of our, the strengths that we 
bring, the uniqueness that we bring, not just cookie cutter, but boy, we have the freedom to really develop our own future. But let's always remember, go forward by remembering how we built where we are today. And that's why I think the agency DNA and its six words are such a powerful reminder mm-hmm. and a, such a powerful foundation that we can lay for the future. Yeah, that's well said. And I, I think that's one of the things I've appreciated about this process of history, historical uncovering and history is the, there's always been a place within LCS of responding to the needs of the community, but it hasn't really been about the agency. It's been about the community impact and how you create a welcoming place. And there's lots of chairs around that table, you know, for volunteers and donors and people, all different backgrounds and faiths. So I think that's a pretty, a pretty special thing. Beautiful. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. Well, Denny, thank you for taking a few minutes to share just a piece of your story and for all the years of work you did and are continuing to do in your retirement, but to lift people up around you. And you're clearly uh, this part of your legacy was this integration of your faith and your deep commitment to people, uh, particularly that might not have a place uh, or a safe place to be. So just an honor to be with you for a few minutes and to do this work with you. And thanks again for joining us. Hey, it's my, my privilege. I'm so happy that uh, we've had this opportunity to spend this time together and that uh, we're part of this future. It's, it's a powerful future for us.